episode, Callum Gallagher, and I am joined by my co-host, as usual, uh, hailing from the East Coast, Scott Delandy. Say hi, Scott. Hi, everybody. And Melissa in fabulous Halloween costume on the West Hello, Coast. Oh, yes. yes. I missed the, the part where we dressed up. Yes, I know. I missed, I missed the part where we were supposed to dress up. I would have totally have done that. I had to dress up for another show today, so we did a um, live stream with Infrastructure Horror Stories, and as part of that oh. live stream, we dressed up, so I'm just still in costume from that, and that's it. <laughs> you, you are, it's on you YouTube are. if you want to go laugh at me some more. Uh, we might, you know what we might have to do is we might have to link it to the tweet when we send yes. it out so people can actually see the costume, because it is... Uh, it is very cool. So that's the funny thing is you, you get ready for calls and you like put on wardrobe and costumes. I'm lucky if I even take a shower yes. or brush my teeth, right? So. Yeah, the hair's looking a little <laughs> flat. Does it need a cut? Is it well, not as spiky no, as it was? No, no, no. It's I it's it's rain it's really, really rainy here today. Oh, and I, yeah. I had to go and I had to go and I dragged the snowblower out, so that's always fun. Really? So yeah, we're getting ready for that. But I did that I did that because I wanted to help out you know, everybody in the local communities, because I know the day that I get the snowblower running because it's supposed to snow, it's not going to snow because yep. I got the snowblower running. So yep. I figured I would I would do that. So when we don't get anything tomorrow. Everybody can thank me. And is that a V-Specs jacket? <laughs> this is a V-Specs blue. Oh God! <laughs> yes. I love this piece. Oh my yeah, goodness! I love it because it's 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 thin. It's not like a thick one. It's a very thin one. Yeah. And it's uh it's black. It's really nice. I I mean I forget what year I got this, but this is going on probably like five years ago. I stole yes. it from Colin. I, think I literally did. I think I went into his office and he had right. a stack of them. When I was like, "Ooh, this fits," and I took yeah, it. Yeah, no, because that, that's that's actually right. I was going to say you're so though, rotten. Remember, VX Rail, VX Rail was the old V-Specs Blue. Yes. We formed with a, with a new product, et cetera. Right, and right, so right. I, I, went into, I went into my marketing closet um, uh, after we moved, after they closed 42, and we moved back to um, 228. Mm-hmm. And I went into my marketing closet, and they're like, here, there's all this stuff. <laughs> I was like, oh, we have V-Specs Blue jackets. Who wants one? <laughs> Yep, I've got a closet full of stuff that is about to be replaced that'll be in that category where it's like, well, um, this is a company shirt. It has six of the eight products we offer now, so it's gone. This is, but <laughs> Yay, this is iconic. <laughs> this this one in particular is iconic. This is like wearing a DeLorean jacket right now. People would look at you and be like, oh my god, where did you get that? And you know, the product is essentially gone. <laughs> well, like three of them. Aren't DeLoreans making a comeback though? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that was maybe that wasn't the. I would have said the Studebaker, but I don't know if anybody would rec, rec, you know get that reference. But Aww, I figured. I, know what a I figured. Is. I figured if I said the DeLorean, I know that they've been playing Back to the Future on uh, on cable TV for the last couple of months. At least it seems it's always on. So maybe I would get lucky and somebody would get that reference. Nice. It is iconic though. Yeah. So the. Th- the topics for today's podcast are all about combining things. That was my, my challenge to y'all. And we're going to talk about blended wines, blends, mm-hmm. um, because blends get a bad name. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And, you know, when, when do they deserve it and when do they don't? And then we're going to talk about hybrid technology. When you blend technology, what happens? And you know, how you choose to interp- interpret hybrid technology is very different. <laughs> but as usual, we start with the wine and what are people drinking? Okay, um, 
Is it okay if I go first? Yes, please, Scott. Yeah, yeah only that. only because I am so excited about yeah. this one. So I was, you know, I was putting, you know, thought and effort into my wine selection. And normally, I drink red blends all the time, and they're usually Italian red blends. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'll I'll, I'll mix it up, right? So I started looking at uh, red blends that were from the Washington area, just because I don't know we we have friends and family out in that that area. And I stumbled across this bottle um, called Sinister Hand. Yes. And it is. So you know what I'm talking about? Do you of know the story behind it? It's local to me. No, I don't know the story. You don't know the story behind I, it. I know so, the wine. Okay. It, first off, excellent. It's a, it's a red blend. It's very juicy, but it's not sweet. Um, so, you know, it's right up my alley. This mm-hmm. is definitely something I will absolutely get again. It is, is, is that good. So this is going into the regular uh, rotation. But the um, the label on the bottle is kind of you know it's kind of fun because it's this like metal glove that's severed with blood trickling out of the wrist, right? So you know the you know what I'm talking about, and it's sinister hand. I said, all right, so that's that's kind of cool. Red blend, maybe there'll be a good backstory for it, and there is because the name and the image on the bottle um, comes from a, an old story dating back to the 11th century. Um, where there were these families that were fighting over uh, land and uh, in, in arguing about who held the ancestral rights to that land. So to settle the disagreement between all these different families, they decided to have a competition where they would get in boats and they would have teams row from one side of the lake to the other side of the lake. And the winner would be the first team that could come and reach over and put their hand on the land would be the winner, and then they would they would now get the the rights to, to the land. So as they were, so long story short, again it's fascinating. Long story short, as they were rowing the boats over, there were a couple of boats that were getting really close, and there was one boat that was way behind, had absolutely no chance of winning at all. So what one of the rowers did is he took his hand, took out his sword, cut his hand off threw it as hard as far as he could, and it landed on the land. So in techni- so technically. He's, his hand was the first hand to touch the land, and he ended up getting the. That was the family that got rights to the um to the to, to the land. So I was like, all right, that sounds like commitment to the family. I don't know if I would have cut my had to be you know some pretty nice land in order to do that. But um, I was like, all right, that's a good story and it's a good wine, so I'm down with that. Yeah, it's a little little dark, even for you, Scott. <laughs> but cool story. Now, but, but do you really it's, believe it's true, right? It's I don't necessarily, you know, I'm not so sure it's true, but it's a, it's a, hey, it's, a, I figured that I, I didn't know how far we were going to get into Halloween because it's a couple of days before Halloween, but I thought I would give it a shot. Anyway, that's my story. What do you guys have? I have this wonderful little bottle of Troublemaker, and it is a red blend from the central coast of California. And it's a mix of Syrah, Grenache, Mourvedre, Mourvedre? Mm-hmm. yeah, Zinfandel, and Petite Syrah. Ooh. And it is delightful and a little fruity, just a tad bit sweet, and I'm kind of in love with it. So um, this one's definitely a keeper and, and one that I will do more. But it's basically made by this winemaker um, named Austin Hope, who um, kind of decided to do something that was in his early days that was a bit against the rules and just not hold to kind of that traditional standard of of wine and whatnot but it has a pretty cool label simple but cool 
and I just thought it'd be fun. So uh, I'm I'm definitely impressed. What's the? I'm sorry, my price point was mine was twenty eight dollars. What's that one? Oh goodness, I don't fully remember, but it's it's under thirty. Okay. So that sounds like it's an interesting blend. Um, do you do you know the percentages? Is list the percentages between them? It does not list the percentages, but I'm sure I could find a site that might have yeah. it. Yeah, no, it's interesting because I was going to say because so you, do you know what a GSM is? Does anyone know what a GSM is? No, please tell us. So it's a it's a blend of Grenache, Syrah, and Mouvedre. <laughs> okay. Um, which is actually a pretty traditional blend. Yes. Um, um, and it's because I believe it's it's the Cote de Rhone blend, um, and I'm trying. I just trying to look that. Um, yeah, it's the Cote. Yes, the Cote de Rhone blend. I was right. Yay! Good. I got it right. Um, Yay. Um, I do know some. Do know some things. It's the Cote de Rhone blend. But um, when they they were trying to replicate it outside, and particularly they've done it in places in California, and particularly in Australia, and I think Australia sort of popularized it. They wanted to give it a because again, as we we're talking about, blends can have bad names, so yeah. they wanted to create a little marketing buzz for it. And so often, um, you know, Cote de Rhone style wines are marketed as GSMs. So that's like a GSM plus because it's a GSM plus like two, extra, two extra wines. Yeah. And I've got the percentages here. So it's 54% Syrah, 15% Petite Syrah, 14% Grenache, um, 10%. Yep. And then 7% Zinfandel. Okay. And it is $13 a bottle wow. and an absolute steal. So yeah, by the way, so you see a GSM, that's what it is. It's a classic blend um, and usually very good. Um, and, and again, wines that aren't particularly, you know, expensive, you know, you know, because they're not used, they're not generally drunk. You know, you would never drink. Well, you can drink a Grenache by yourself and we can talk about that at some point. Um, but, but, <laughs> but no, no, they're actually very good. I mean, there are certain, certain things like Chateau Neuf de Pop is primarily Grenache, but we won't talk about that right now. Um, but, um, uh, you know, it, it, those could be, they could be somewhat, you know, Grenache and Mouvedre can be somewhat harsher wines as they, they taper down with the swell. Uh, yeah, I I never yeah. had either, so I was kind of oh, excited. Right. I was yeah. like, "Ooh, yeah. new wine!" Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, cool. I went, I went, I went a little classic, so but I'm bumped today. Um, I didn't think of a Halloween thing because it's been a long freaking week, and I'm frazzled, even though I haven't been working. Um, I'm trying to catch up on things. Um, um, I am doing a Bordeaux because you know I love me some Bordeaux blends, um, and this is a Grand Cru Classé from the Saint-Emilion region, though that's sort of um, redundant because Grand Cru Classés can only come from Bordeaux. Nice. <laughs> um, kind of, um, and I wanted to use this to talk about, so it, again, it's a traditional blend of um, Merlot and Cab Sauv, um, and it's really well done. And this is a 2001, um, and it is, I'm not going to list the price for it <laughs> because it is not it is not cheap, but I needed, I needed a good bottle tonight. Mm -hmm. um, and it is, you know, a 19-year-old wine, well-aged, still has some color in it. Um, I should have bought a clear glass. Um, but, you know, a lot of the secondary flavors starting to develop. And, you know, it probably could have aged for another five years and been really, really drinkable. But I needed it today. Um, I had another one picked up, but it wasn't classy enough for what I felt like today. Um, but so the classification systems, if you don't know, in France, they have cru, which just means growth. They have grand cru. And then they have Grand Cru Premier with, uh, in certain regions and in Bordeaux exclusively by the order of Napoleon III, they have Grand Cru Classé. 
and Grand Cru Classe, it's interesting, was was awarded for, and these are these are awarded for history and reputation for producing wine over time. So it's it's basically you know an award that goes to the vineyards to say, hey, you've been doing great stuff for you know millennia in some cases, you should be you know acknowledged for. It. Um, and so, um, you know, when, uh, and so there were only four vineyards that were, in, that Napoleon certified as Grand Cru Classe, uh, Classe, and they didn't expand it until the 1970s when Mouton Rothschild petitioned <laughs> to be added to it. And since then they've added others as well. Nice. Um, so yeah, so, so I just want, you know, so and it, it's just, you know, it is the highest level of caliber for the best reputation. So again, if you're looking for French, French wines, uh, a hint that you can look for is look for the crew, the Grand Cru, the Grand Cru Premier, the Grand Cru Classe, and, and you know sort of what they are. So Premier and Classe are roughly the same. They're just different regions. Um, and you can sort of figure that out. So sorry, that was my wine geek thing for the night. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit. I love it. Don't think so. That was awesome. Oh. How cheers, does it... everybody. Happy Halloween. So, yes. or happy early Halloween. Yes. Oh, yeah. Cheers. We're almost there. Actually, you guys talk and I'll take the picture before we forget. Woohoo. Yeah. yeah. So, Melissa, while we're talking, is that what's okay. their one cheers. stripe? Is that... So, I am the cuddle team leader from Fortnite. So, I've got ears oh, going okay. on back here uh, and, uh, got it. Okay, yeah. and a whole like broken heart on my chest and the whole nine yards like it's oh okay got it okay yeah it's cute so yeah uh, okay. i'm a bear a pink bear yeah. if you would have told me yeah. like early days when i was like a serious you know young engineer that i would be on uh, a live stream talking technology dressed as a big pink bear i might have <laughs> taken <laughs> taken issue with that but um <laughs> it's it's good marketing it's fun to just yeah. be fun oh, and be yourself yeah. so yeah. right before right before this call i sent my annual halloween email so everything new, everything new that we posted last month you know in in halloween format uh, yeah. i used to love i love those i really did yeah. i miss your emails colin you yeah. should send you should send them to us anyway just redact anything that we're not supposed to see. Yeah. yeah yeah just be like redacted it makes it even scarier when you redact everything then we could try and guess oh. what it is Yep, and and by the way, Scott, the comic book speaking of have shipped, so I will as soon as I get them, yay! I will send oh, y'all's co okay. copies off. Yes, I have them shipped here, Please? so I can send them to you. <laughs> I was like, well, nice. I'm not gonna send the office offices; they'll just sit there. So like, at least I can use them here. Yeah, so yeah. So I'm gonna put. The, I, I I will treasure that forever. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna mount it along with my V Specs blue um, fleece. <laughs> we'll put that right up there. You can't mount the V Specs Specs blue jacket unless you have a spare though, because you're wearing it. Well, yeah, no, I am. I am wearing it. You know, I, I'm definitely one of the nicer uh, fleeces that I've gotten over the years. And and I will. I do kind of smile every time I put it on because I, I remember that launch. I remember going to Southborough when everything was being recorded with the blue screen in the back and Collins running around in his suit, like just trying to like figure out, all right, what are we supposed to do? Because things are just kind of blowing up along the way and execs are like yelling at him. And I was like, oh, God, this is a massive shit show. That's every launch ever in a nutshell, <laughs> but okay. Yeah, pretty much. Especially right, there. I'll give, you, <laughs> I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But I remember all the excitement around V-Specs Blue, and it was it was it was a fun time. It it blends well into our next conversation, which is yep. about hybrid stuff, right? That's I should have said. That's why I wore it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Liar. I forgot. <laughs> So it wasn't such a long day. I, would, I know I would have connected those dots, but <laughs> yeah. I didn't. Darn, that's a that's, missed one. That's why I'm here. 
Yeah, so I know I know it's a challenge. You know, I sort of had, didn't follow up you guys on it to remind you about it. Sorry, though, even though Scott did put it in the appointment, so he did remember it. No, no, no. Yeah. The appointment said whatever Colin wants to talk about. It didn't oh, get any yeah. more specific than that. Oh, really? I couldn't, I couldn't remember what it was. Oh, sorry. I, I thought it said. Oh, you said blend. I didn't see the blends. Okay. The red so, blends, I remember. That's the important thing. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, I mean, so think of, you know, you can choose to interpret this any way you want. And if you want, I'll sort of start with an easy one, um, you know, sort of it's like, you know, and I'm still obsessed with it. And I'm trying to look for an example. I thought I had to put it on my desk. I love when they make high tech products out of um, classic materials. Yeah. Like wooden keyboards or, you know, or even, you know, the, the trench back towards metal away from, you know, you know, you know real, real you know, stainless steel and aluminum is, you know, again, I think considered a bit of a hybrid as well, away from plastic. I think just, you know, having that real world feel warms the technology up and gives it a, a more suitable approach, I think. Um, you know, I think so that's one thing I was an easy one I was thinking about when I came up with it. But I think, you know, there are plenty of other examples where you can talk about blending two technologies together, you know? Yeah. Um, I think... Um, I think, you know, I, well, there's one example that I thought was really, really cool, and, and too bad it, it has died, and I don't think it's, you know, useful. The, the internet basically killed it, but early on when the internet was still expensive and slow, um, there were these lights that you could buy, and they could change color, um, and they could... You know, and they could change color based on a bunch of things. So you could program change color on the weather, change color on the you know time of day, various other you know services on the internet, and then eventually you could hook up your own services to them. And the way in which they communicated with the lights, I thought was ingenious. So this is 2005-ish, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they did is rather than try and connect them to the internet at the time, because I remember having a digital picture frame at the time, and it took forever to load, and you know usually it happened overnight, um, and it was slow and um, and you know, and I think, and I think my digital future had a modem at one point originally, right? Cause it, they couldn't assume you had, you had to, you know, uh, an ethernet connection then I was like, just give me a fucking ethernet, oh, ethernet connection. Of course, you know, Wi-Fi has killed all that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and the same thing for the lights, you know, you can put, you can, everything has Wi-Fi or, or, or Zigbee or Z-Wave right now. Um, but in, instead of using Zigbee or Z-Wave, they had pagers in them, mm. simple, basic pagers. And they paged the device with the setting that it was supposed to turn. Nice. And I always thought that was an interesting use of a hybrid technology. And like, you know, in some cases, because there's a pager network, it was there, it was slowly fading, it was active, it was cheap, and you could use, and it, you know, it was more ubiquitous than, than you know, obviously, you know, Wi-Fi and other things like that. And it did, and it was, and it was, I thought it was a brilliant idea to use pagers as a data source for devices. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. I've got a couple more, but let's say anyone else come up with anything. Well, I didn't put as much thought into it because um, I didn't really remember what the, the topic, topic was, was yes. until, um, until 10 minutes until, before we started well, 19 and a half minutes ago i was uh not a, i was unsure but i will tell you this so um i jumped in and i, I got the iphone 12 pro mm-hmm. um, so i was i was one of the people in line day one when it became available and i, and I got it and, the, and, and, and did you pre-order it like did you pre yep like i went I, said, to, I did you're yeah welcome, i did welcome. i did i did that and mm-hmm. The system was a little slow, and I, w- I wasn't feeling confident. But then I got the confirmation email, and I got reminders and all that, so I, I knew that they were going to have the device for me when I when I showed up. So that was good. So anyway, um, and and but p- part of the rational is part of the, the the process I had to go through was like, you know, what am I going to do with this phone? My my old phone, other than the fact that it's you know two and a half years old, 
and it's you know beat up and whatever there's really nothing wrong with it so i don't know if i'm gonna if my life is gonna radically change if i if i move to the new device and i can i can happily say that i am glad that i got it because there's a number of things that are that are new that i i really like about it that i was surprised by um the first was the the resolution on the screen like it's amazing it is that just the definition and the quality and the brightness and everything it is a it is a noticeable improvement over what i had which was was, was the um the iphone x so um definitely um a big difference there but i think where the money went into in terms of the the development for this was in the uh the camera in the um the the, the ability to take pictures and and you know studio quality high resolution portrait mode i'm kind of addicted to portrait mode so you guys know after my run i always like to snap a picture of myself and i i do it in portrait mode now and like you look at some you could see the pictures that were taken with the with the previous phone versus the pictures that were taken with the new phone just because the quality of the images has gotten so much better and it impacts all the other apps for things like you know snapchat and you know whatever else you're taking pictures and uh, posting those too. So, uh, you know, the fact that you've got, you know, a really good device that is probably better than most of the camera technology that's out there, I think that's a that's a great combination. But yeah, it's definitely, you know, um, it, I was I was I was surprised by how improved the quality was in terms of the the visuals, the resolution, and the ability to take pictures. So that was that was impressive to me. Yeah, same. I, I bought mine, and I'm sort of. I was thinking about not upgrading this year, and I just, I sort of, you know. Oh, that, decided. like that, like that would happen, right? <laughs> no, there, there, have been, there have been a few years where I have not done it. There have been a few years where I have not done it, and I was thinking about it this year. Um, and to be honest, what what sold me on it was the industrial design. Yes, um, it's a cool design. It's, yep, it's lighter, know, were, it's thinner, they, yep. Well, yeah, it's thinner, but they went back to the square edges rather yes. than the rounded edges. And just right, for right. some reason, you know, I, I've always liked that feel. It reminds me of the older iPhones, you know, the, the original ones with the middle. And it just, it's just more classic feel for me in my hand. And and so that was sort of like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it for that. And then I was blown away by the screen. I was blown away by the camera as well. But those, are, those sort of surprised me. I wasn't going in looking for those. I was just sort of right. going in for that. You know, and I don't care about the, the 5G. It's, you know, that's going to take a bit. You know, I thought that was pure marketing hype on Apple's part. Um, well, you know, yeah. well, we have it. We have it well, out here in the uh, in the Boston in the Boston area, and it's been you know, it, 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 I, I don't know how noticeable it's been because ninety percent of when I'm using my phone, I'm basically on my Wi-Fi anyway, so it's not mm -hmm. like I'm out and about as much as I used to be. But I think for like for travel and you know international, where you know you are going into areas someday, hopefully where you know five G is ubiquitous, I think that's going to be a, a you know that that'll be a big selling feature for this but right now you know everybody's hanging yeah no i mean again if you're talking about buying a phone for the next two years it's fine if you're going to upgrade next year you know whatever what color did you get i got blue you got blue nice. i was going to get blue i got the black Graphite. i have go i have gone all blue so i don't know if you can see my phone is blue my watch band is blue and they match nice yes. that's beautiful yes yeah I mean, the blue is, and I, my, you know, my, so yeah, the blue phone, I got the blue watch with the blue band, the blue case, and, you know, what's that, 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 that 90s song? Yeah, ba da bee ba ba da ba I'm blue. Did yep. you pay extra yeah, for yeah. the, uh, for the charger? Or the, uh, the charger plug, the receptacle? No, I, no, I have enough of them already. Like, all right, but fine. it's not the regular connection. It's a, it's a, um, a USB 3. It's not the USB, I don't know if you looked at the, the wire that they give you. 
Ah, yeah, yeah, you know, they've they've been doing that for other things as well. Um, oh, okay, all right, all right. I think yeah, the yeah, last, a... last, year, last year's phone had those as well. Sorry, Scott, so I, I just didn't want okay. last year's phone. Uh, I need oh, to okay. return that. Yeah, and then um, I bought a couple extras for that because um, yeah, I sort of gone USB. Uh, it's yeah, it's I've USB also three, I think three. Yeah, because my Macs are all USB three, so it's sort of already done that. Yeah. Okay. Nice. What about you, Melissa? What about me? Um, what's your What's say, your hybrid technology? I'm gonna say that the hybrid technology that I use the most is is the fitness trackers with the built-in heart rate stuff, right? And I know we've covered those a lot, but I'd say I'd say those things are the things I use the most. The the combo watch, fitness tracker, heart rate measure. Like when when I started running and trying to figure out how to do distance training, I had my shoes and I had my compression gear and I had my um, heart rate monitor that I strapped around my chest, which didn't really work well because heart rate monitors that go around you for women just don't work well. And (laughs) then the (laughs) the phone, the, the combo of all of the things. Now it's like watch phone go. Like I mean, you still need you still need the fitness clothes, but the rest of the stuff that you have to bring with you is significantly reduced, and the information you get out of the stuff you have has significantly increased. So, so you know what your heart rate is. You know if if it's trending up or down over time. You know how uh, you know more about your run stats. You know more about um, the stuff the stuff that automatically tracks like your shoe wear and all that stuff. It's just amazing the amount of information that just comes from an app on your phone and a little fitness watch. That's going to go on my, on my next one. Um, which is, um, I, cause I'm, I, and I'm going to, I'm not hot on this. I just want to bring it up as a topic for hybrid. Mm-hmm. Cause I think, you know, there've been some starts in this arena and I think, you know, I think the, I just want to talk about wearable technology because I think that's sort of a hybrid use, for, yeah. you know, on a desk or even in your pocket, you know, the watch is sort of a, you know, a, a hybrid version of that. But, you know, Google's dug, doubling down on the Wear OS where they can, you know, because they sort of lost, they haven't won the watch war. They're not, they're not winning it. Right. And so they're trying, they're trying to go around and go into, into you know, actual things you can put in your, in, you know, an OS you can put in your glasses or in your shirt or in your other things. And, I know. I'm, I'm. My personal opinion is they're going to be one or two more hit devices. But mm-hmm. again, the reason the watch was successful because you already wore something on your watch, right? right. You know, yeah. You, you, you were comfortable with it, right? Yeah. And it was just. Um, ex- it was an ex- it was natural no- extension. It's normal. Yeah. A, a, like a natural nobody's going to look at you like a freak if you walk down the street with a watch on. Yeah. yeah but exactly. yeah. but it was but it was useful, right? I don't know mm-hmm. how useful a you know a Bluetooth enabled you know shirt is going to be to me, but the fact that I don't have to look at my phone to see if somebody's calling me, I can. Yeah. You know, see if that, you know, I can send a text off of that. I don't have to have the phone. I can change, you know, the songs that I'm listening to. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, those are yeah. those are useful features to have. Well, no, there, there, Nike was putting some tech in their shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And, again, and again, that it's, you know, it's not full tech, but it's going to track some of the things that you could normally track. But again, is that going to be duplicated by a watch and a phone? You know, that's sort of my thing is, you know. I, I think I think it's different with with Nike and Under Armour with what they're trying to do versus um, the watch and the phone stuff, because a watch and a phone can only do so much. Um, what's cool about embedding some sensors into your running pants or into your shoes is you can do some kind of 
proactive injury tracking stuff. We've all had like some pretty severe injury, especially in the shoes. Like if my shoes could tell me, look, you're running funky. You need to point your toe back in, which was a big problem that took me out for Ooh. two months. Um, or, or if my shoe could tell me, Hey, you need to replace these. Like I'd buy more of those shoes <laughs> to where I don't have to, to ma manually rely on an app to do it. Um, you know, sometimes the apps don't work. I know I just sung their praises, but sometimes they don't work. And that experience yesterday actually, where I went for a run and it's like, you went zero miles in 13 minutes. And I'm like, I know this is at least a mile in 10. So, <laughs> so th were those, were those the sensors in the shoes that were telling you that? No, it was the watch. It just wasn't. Okay. It, All right. No it needed GPS a software yet. update. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. GPS was acting yep. funny as a result. Yeah. yeah my, yeah, so it... my GPS is acting funny too, by the way. So it's been short and long the last couple of days. So it's been kind of funky. That's why I like running in places that I'm relatively no. familiar with. Yeah, it's right. like I know where a mile is on this place. I've run it enough that I yeah. know. Yeah, but I've, I, I have, you know, I have certain loops I run. I know exactly how long they are, but, you know, they'll go plus or minus, you know, 0.1 miles, you know, yeah. any given day. And I've even done it where I track it separately on my watch versus on my phone, and I've gotten different results. So, you know, it's, it, it, you know, the GPS technology isn't quite, you know, super accurate. And some of that's by design because they didn't want us using it to target missiles and shit. Sure. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But um, but yeah. No. I think I think what I want to talk. I think you're right, Melissa. I think you hit right in the head. Is that you know where where future wearable tech has to do something specialized or, or unique beyond what you can get in um, in your phone or your or your watch or you know you know maybe your glasses. I mean, we can talk about glasses next because you know. You know, they keep threatening to come back. Um, you know, I, I had an early pair of the Google glasses, and I can tell you how often I wore them. Um, how often is that? Probably after the first, you know, day or two, probably once a month for four months, and then they went away. I think I remember you having them. Yeah. There were a couple people when they first came out, they, yeah. they wore them, and it was like, okay, well, yeah. What do you do? There was, that, there was that one woman from Brazil who wore them all the time. Remember? Yes, that's who yeah. I'm talking yes. about. Yes. Yes. Exactly. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, and, and like, you know, I mean, I would use them for something special, like goofing around the house or tech demo or something. But like, you know, I would not go out in public with them. It's fun. it's not so much that. It's, it's the actual usefulness of it and the yeah. fact that you have to work so hard to strain yourself to do something yeah. that yeah. The, the, the eyeglasses will actually help you with. So you could be like, okay, well, that was kind of yeah. cool. But yeah. how often do you need to, you know, do that and you know the blinking to take a picture and all of that i don't even know if yeah. that stuff worked but yeah i could just it sort of did it sort of did yeah well that's the thing right it's sort yeah of but if, if you could pair that with a watch and i could just have my watch and say take a picture you know of whatever i'm looking at you know that's sort of you know easier than blinking to take a picture because you look like an idiot yeah right. or a device you could just put on the stuff yeah. you actually wear mm -hmm. like yeah. i won't wear glasses for a while but i wear sunglasses quite a bit hmm. Something to protect yeah. something on the inside of my sunglasses yeah. or, or do something beneficial yeah. and that I could just attach to my sunglasses on a low profile, that'd be, that'd be pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, there, there were actually, the, the other thing I was going to say is there were a pair of glasses called Solo. So there have been, you know, with other iterations of, of glasses since, you know, um, the glass hole age, uh, you know, Snapchat came out with their own specs for a bit and those are sort of, you know, faded again. Um, but there was, there was a specialized sports glasses called Solos. 
Mm. Um, primarily designed for cyclists, um, but they also had a running mode as well. And what they did is they took the data that the running app, of course, it was their custom design running, you know, cycling app, mm-hmm. and it projected that data on your glasses. So it was sort of you didn't have to look down to see what your speed was, what your cadence was, what your heart rate was. Yep. It was constantly cycling, and then you know, you could see your distance and time remaining and things like that. And I mm-hmm. thought that was an interesting use case for it. But again, it was pretty specialized and. Um, uh, I broke the nose piece when I crashed in France and was going to replace them. And, and I, I live without them. I never did because I had enough, sub, you know, I had enough substitute devices that did it, you know, with a little bit more convenience, but nothing, you know, significant. Yeah. Did, did it mess with your head at all seeing it? No, not really. No, because it was, it was translucent enough. You, you had to focus on it. You know, you, you could see right through it. You know, they were sunglasses too. So, you know, they were, you know, they keep you, the eyes, you sun out of your eyes as you're cycling. But were yeah. they more of a, were they more of a conversation piece than something that was actually useful to you? Like I said, they did they did the things that my um, my phone and my watch did, just slightly more conveniently, right? They didn't give me any additional functionality. They just right. made it so I didn't have to look down. Right. And so again, I don't think you know. Again, since I already have to carry those, you know, one or two of those devices all the time, it didn't make any significant difference. Yeah. So yeah. by the way, I did a I did a quick uh, Google search on uh, running shoe sensors and. Uh, Apple does make a uh, sensor. It's an insole that you can put into your shoe. Um, and then there's a little sensor that hangs off of the side of the shoe. And it mm. will give you, I'm sure, amazingly detailed information about, you know, whatever it is you're, you're doing around around your run. Um, 300 bucks. So you got to be very serious about the data analytics piece of this. But I'll, I'll tell you, so the $300, I look at this, okay, 300 bucks. I don't Apple know. must sell, but they don't make it. I don't think that's an Apple product. Well, here's, yeah. here's the showstopper. Here's why a runner would never put these in. You know why? Why? The weight, half a pound. Would you add a half a pound to each one of your shoes? I don't even think one of my shoes weighs half a pound. Like, so. I, I wouldn't add the weight, but I'd also not add anything that hangs off the outside. I tried the Nike version of that a while back where you ha- had to actually put it under your insole and run yeah. with it. Didn't work very well. As far and as the accuracy or? The accuracy was way off compared to phone and watch. Um, and of course, when it's inside your shoe, um, it's syncing to the phone anyway. So I don't know why it wouldn't use that data. But <laughs> it was just a mess. Like, and And I can't imagine having anything hanging off the side of my shoe, especially like... I, I'm pretty picky about my running shoes in general. Well, that's the thing is, you know, people, they don't want, that's, you, you can't mess with that, right? And, and yeah. putting a sensor in to get the data would be great, but adding a half a pound to each yeah. foot, I mean, that's like running with a soaking wet sneaker every day. Which would yeah, be adding a half a pound and also messing with your custom insoles, like, nah. Yeah. Like, unless y'all are going to mold this to my foot. You can go fish. The custom well, insoles better. Well, this is good because this is going to uh, lead us into our uh, technology topic for uh, for the next podcast. But I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. No, get but, there yet? Yeah. Um, I've I've got that in the back of my head, so I'm just teeing that up. I do have a plan. Yeah, cool. No, but so I, you know, I have I, I recently got power meters for my bike uh, when I was when I thought I was training for too long, too big bike rides this year. Uh, I got power meters and those go in the pedals and they measure how hard you're pressing. But again, um, it's, it's about, um, you know, it's about training and, you know, you, you can take those out and swap the pedals out for, for a race. Right. So you don't have to have them all the time. So maybe that's something, yeah. I intend to do with this, this 
the sneakers. That's what it is. Yeah, it's that's pretty specialized, right? If you're yeah. if you're trying to, I could see if you're trying to, you know, shave you know a couple of seconds off of a of a mile because you're this pro athlete, then yeah, that's useful. But for the for the for the general population, you know, we mm-hmm. just we just want to not like crash. I mean, that's my yeah. main objective, and it's uh it's getting harder now because you know the with the fall in the leaves, the paths mm-hmm. are all um, yeah. all covered up. So. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna try running again today. My um after the marathon, my left knee's been bothering me. Um, no, you didn't run a marathon. You ran a marathon and a five k, and then a half a five k. No, you did twenty eight miles. You ran a full marathon. Twenty six. Twenty. It was twenty six point three or something. Yeah. I thought it was twenty eight. No, it's twenty six point three. No, no. Yeah. Oh. No, I guarantee you, I did not do that. Yes. All right. I'll have yeah. to. I'll have to go back yeah. to the. Uh, mm-hmm. To the to the printout and verify yeah, yeah. that. I thought it was because I was like. No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, unless there's some random. No, I guarantee you. I guarantee uh, there's you, a little I, extra, but there's always a little extra. Yeah, there was. Yeah. Well, because I got burned. I got burned when I ran my first half, where like I stopped the moment my device said it. Mm-hmm. And I was using two fitness. I was using. Um, I was using Map My Run to track it because I like the. I think I talked about this I like the the customizable um, updates on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I like the data analysis in Strava better, so I always export my data and because they don't sing because they don't compete even you know but yeah yeah um um and they um um they um and somehow strava re recomputes the distance it doesn't take the distance i guess because it's in the past recomputes it and i was i, I got 13 not 13.1 um, oh, I, was so I was so pissed on strava so my Strava, yeah so i, I had to you know I, and i knew i would get it in training for, in training for the fall i'd be again but that was a really good run of mine i was pissed yeah the, um, the so point one's like half a block i think you're yeah. you're you know no but like, I, it was it was literally a rounding error i could have because like the guy I was running with ran you know, 20 steps more and it was it. And it was just, yeah. you know, it was just stupid. It was just stupid. But yeah. And I, I had energy. I just, I was like, people were there and I was celebrating. I just stopped and I should have. So, so that's my lessons. I ran a little bit extra this time, you know, and, and again, I, you know, plus on the turns, I was making sure I was making enough because I was, I was afraid I was going to have short again. Yeah. And, and the, the marathons in general, like it, when you get back to racing with the groups and, and doing that, like, mm-hmm. You, you get to the finish line and then it's like a hike to get back to the start where your vehicle is or a hike to get back to where yeah. you can actually find a cab to get to your vehicle, which is what I ended up doing. Uh, it's like, oh, I didn't think you're about smart. the fact that I'm adding three to five miles to this because, yeah, planning. You guys are funny. When I finished mine, I walked into a bar and had a beer. Like literally, I still had the tin foil wrapped on my back, and I walked. I was like, "I'll have a beer." Oh, oh I would have. I went to a, yeah. I went to a Mexican place down the street and had had margaritas with the shit on, and you know, just, yeah, because I couldn't move. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was afraid that once I sat down, I would not get up, and it was true. The instant I got home, like I did not move for a day after that marathon. Yeah, yeah. I was I was a wreck the next day. Um, I was resting at night. I couldn't walk up the stairs. I was like pulling myself up, like you know, the yep. banister in the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. So, any other hybrid tech things that we talked? So, we talked about wearables. Any other interesting things? I have one that's kind of interesting, and I, it's sort of off topic, but I figured we got time to kill, so I'll throw this one in here. Um, so, a couple of months ago, I've always wanted to get a cast iron pan. I don't know if mm. I've talked about my cast iron pan. But um, I got one, and, you know, it's just like this whole thing to, like, take care of it and to season it and just, 
you know, it, it's it's a it's a fun thing to have, but you know, there is some some effort to clean it and to maintain it and all that. So, but what I like about it is that you know you can use it on the stove, you can use it on the grill, you can use it in the oven. So there's a lot of ways to be able to prepare things, and it's funny. Like I've done stuff where I've done it in the oven and I've done the exact same stuff over an open flame, and like the flavor is completely different doing that. Um, but if you don't if you don't have one, it's Unfortunately, it's kind of addicting because, you know, now it's the new toy. So as I'm going out and thinking about stuff, it's always like, well, what can I cook that in the cast iron pan? So anyway, not a great technology example, but just something, you know, and they're cheap. It was like 25 bucks to get a good one off of uh, off of Amazon. So. Cool. Okay. So the other one I want to talk about is, oh, go with this again. No, go, go for it. Go for it. I was gonna say, please, back please, to, you can to, edit that one out. <laughs> no, 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 because you didn't mention one, Scott, about the iPhone that I thought you would have, the iPhone 12. Okay. You didn't mention the magnetic capabilities. I don't have anything. So that I, it's funny because I had a couple of minutes to kill, and I went to the, the website to look at accessories because I was like, well, what can I use the magnet for? So, so talk to me. Mm-hmm. What are you using the magnet for? Are you using it for, so, like, the little the, the card holder for like you know your credit cards my, and things. My credit card was coming this weekend. It was that was a longer. Day. I didn't put that in my queue ahead of time. You know when I built the config and I added it like the morning of. And of course, you know in the in the 50 minutes that took me to order the phone and then configure the thing back, um, it um it was it was you know on delay. So it's coming this weekend. Um, the the um, but the the cases have the magnet in them. Yes. Yeah, and so that's I mean. You know, it, it seems to hold this sturdier than having to wrap around, so it gives more surface area. And I think my old case, um, because the edge is frayed, because the, the wrap pretty around the bottom, and so people are complaining because you know the case goes full around the bottom instead of full. Mine was fraying and dying there, and so I think I like how the magnet holds it in and can sort of do a um, you know a, a tighter fit around it. Right. Um, I am I am excited for the magnetic nightstand chargers. They're not out yet. Um, because I I switched last generation to all the the, the key wireless chargers. Right, right, yeah, yeah. And they are so freaking sensitive. Like, you're right. You have to like lay it right on, and sometimes it doesn't. There have been times that, that happen. You know, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. checked my phone in the middle of the night or something when I couldn't sleep, and I put it back on, and I thought it heard it vibrate or whatever, and it didn't, and it was half dead when I got up in the morning, or even you know when I put it to bed. And so like I like the fact that you feel that tactile response. You know, for me that's a hybrid thing, the tactile response, and I think it's gonna be some interesting things where like you could do a magnetic car mount, right? Yeah, yeah. A, ma- a magnetic, awesome. what was car that? Mount. Car, car mount. mount. Oh, car mount. I thought you said, I thought you said dash, car. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so, so I'm still yeah. trying to, I'm still trying to figure out, you know, what to, what to actually do with it um, as far as how I would uh, use that because, you know, I don't, I have a credit card, but if I have the phone, most of the places that I go to, they allow you, I mean, you just use the phone. You don't even need to have the card anymore. So it's like the only thing I would be worried about is losing the card. So I, I don't know if I would actually carry the card around because to me that becomes a single point of failure, right? Because yeah. you lose the phone, you have a card. Yeah. If you have a card. Well, but like, you know, I mean, there are times where I'm like I'm riding or I'm, um, you know, running and I want to keep a card on me. I want to keep an ID on me, but I don't want to take a full wallet. Um, or, you know, sometimes, when, you know, not that I do this anymore when I was younger, you know, 
Did you ever have the party pack wallet? You know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, you know, you want just, you know, those couple cards to go out just in case something happens. You don't want to lose your entire wallet. You don't want to replace your health insurance card or anything else. You know, you can replace a credit card and your, and your driver's license or whatever. Just a bare minute. That is so not where I thought you were going with that, but that's okay. The party pack. Oh, my. Yeah. I'm so but, sorry. I was like, oh, God. And so, again, I think it's a perfect use case for that as well. It's like, you know, so if, if I'm throwing my phone in, in my, you know, my jersey or if I'm throwing my phone in my pants, I don't want to have a full wallet. Like, have that and I can know that the, the card cards aren't going to slide out because mm -hmm. they're magnetically attached to it. So I think it has some potential, uh, but I, I think there's, there's like plenty of opportunity for you to do other cool things and I just haven't figured them out yet. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds exciting though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Indeed. So anybody watch any good shows lately? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, Melissa, go ahead. What have you been watching? I finished Lovecraft Country. I thought it was amazing. Oh. What was I it? Crap. Lovecraft. Lovecraft Country. On HBO. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, because I, I just signed up for my HBO subscription. Mm -hmm. So I finally I finally went all in. So I uh, so I have that. So I'm trying to find things to watch. I watched the one that had uh, Nicole Kidman and... Um, Big Little Lies? No, no, no. It's a, it's a new one. I, I it, 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 This weekend was the, um, the first episode oh, yeah. of the season. Uh... I can't remember the name of it, but it was... Um, at the, I watched the first half hour. I was like, "Oh, this is horrible. I, I'm never going to be." I wasted 14.99 for a month to sit through this. But by that second half, I was like, "Okay, I'm in. I'll watch this because there was some some good twists on that." So if you haven't seen it on Netflix, it's my new. I, I binge watched it over two days. Um, uh, Queen's Gambit. The Queen's I was thinking Gambit. About that I have one. seen that. Yes, um, it is. It is a well done show. Um, you know, the, the plot arc is sort of predictable, you know, poor girl, you know, ma makes good, struggles, makes, you know, you know, it's, it's a, you know, it's a tr traditional storyline, mm -hmm. but the way in which it's written, the way in which it's filmed um, is, fan and, and the characters they have supporting and around her are mm -hmm. all fantastic. Um, and so it's amazing. Uh, the premise of it is this. I'm giving away the little bit of the first episode, but this, you know, whatever, you'll see it in the preview. Uh, this orphan girl is a chess wizard. Okay. And, and it's her journey from having been sort of self-taught chess or, um, you know, in the orphanage mm -hmm. to going on to be, you know, a, you know, the, a youngest grandmaster. She starts winning tournaments, you know, at 16, you know, and, you know, and, you know, and how she copes with that and everything else. And, and um, you know it's completely fictionalized, but it is really well done. And you you know it's it's a great enhancement to your chest chest knowledge. You know if you've known, you know I know a little bit about chess. You know I've played a little bit, um, but enhances that. And then the other the thing that's amazing for me is it's set in the '60s, so it's got this great retro feel, well filmed, um, completely authentic. But it also has they film their games. Okay. And like I'm trying to you know again it's people who've done videos right you know. I'm trying to figure out, do they have to memorize all the moves? <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, you, you, you know, if they were making just bullshit moves, you know, mm -hmm. someone would call them out on it. Right. But you yeah. can see them in there. And there's, and there's like, they play so many freaking games, you know, they play games constantly, you know, they must play 10 games an episode at least, you know? Um, and it's a, like, you know, and there, there are a couple of games where they're playing speed chess, you know, and, and they're moving. And I was like, I'm like, they, 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 like, you know, how do they do that? Do they speed it up? So it's interesting from a, from a 
acting point of view, like, you know, not just have to learn your lines, you actually have to learn your moves, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I bet there's ways that they cheat with that. So if you're, yeah. to, to let them know where it is, but who knows? But you're, like, you're... like Scott's in your technology that helps mm-hmm. him know what to do next when he's yeah. at a conference. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's always good. To... Yeah. yeah. Those are very helpful. Yeah. yeah. I miss yeah. those. Yeah, or there's probably Thank something you. off camera, which is you know, you know, big sign, grab this piece, move this there, but you don't, and you don't yeah. see them looking up. Yeah, yeah. But again, it's been a lot. It's, it's really well. It's really well done. So your Queen's Gambit, it's it, it's really binge watching. You know, it's it's limited series. It's just this one story. It's based on a book apparently, but it's really good. Yeah, I'm gonna class it up this weekend and watch the next Borat uh-huh. as soon as the kids are gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just the marketing on the signs alone are enough to make me. Um, interested enough to at least endure it for an hour hour and a half well i finally signed up for the uh, for the hbo max which was you know again we talked about this a couple of times and it was nice because you know hbo had a couple of different brands as far as streaming services yep and they they finally collapsed that down into into one place um i haven't I, so i haven't spent a lot of time messing with it um so I, I don't know like all there is, but I know when the like the, the the main page came up with the things that I could watch, it was like oh my god, what did I pay for? It's like Friends, The Fresh Prince. It's like I'm not watching that. And and then the dramas, I was looking to see if there's anything new, and it's like The Wire, The Sopranos. I've seen all of that yeah. stuff. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to figure out you know where where do they keep the new content hidden because it's it's not easy to find. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm missing something, you guys might know something better than me. No, there's just so much. Um, yeah, so on HBO, yeah, on HBO Max, you have to watch Scott. You have to watch. Um, um, come on, the one with the robots. Um, Raised by Wolves. Yeah. Yes. Raised by Wolves. Yes. Raised by Wolves was freaking amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Little slow it's, at first, but a little amazing. slow in general. But it's 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 just it's stylistically slow. It's never going to get fast. It's a slow paced thing. Get over it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm in. I'm in. You got me on the website right now, kind of looking things up, which you probably should be doing right now. But um, all goodness, all goodness. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, cool. So I got that going on, and then obviously tomorrow is a big day. It's uh, October 30th, mm-hmm. and we all have that date, you know, marked and circled on our calendars because tomorrow is the day when Friday happens. Okay, but even more <laughs> like... importantly. Friday. Oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a little <laughs> like, disappointed. Yeah. The Mandalorian. Oh, oh, Mando. Yes, Mando. Yes, yes. yes. Mandalorian's yes. going to happen. Yes. Mandalorian's going to yes. happen. Yes, the Mandalorian uh, season two, episode one, uh, will be available tomorrow. So I'm, um, I'm excited, but I'm also exhausted. So. <laughs> but luckily, Mando, it, it's episodic. It's, uh, it's, yeah. it's only one episode, you're done. And they're short, so you can, you know. Yeah. But no, no, you know what's available tonight, Scott? And have you been watching Achilles? Mm-hmm. We even talked about that. What's that? The new Star Trek Discovery. Yes. Oh, I never got into the Star Trek piece. Oh. But okay. Picard Did was amazing. Want... Discovery Picard was amazing. looks like it has hints of a tie in eventually, which will yeah. be interesting. I haven't watched Discovery yet, but I. Someone in my house has, and oh my goodness, I cannot hear the end of it, so I'm going to have to watch both it, seasons. It, yeah, I, I think, yeah, um, I like the first season. The second season was interesting. What they're doing with this season is, I think, 
what they should have done. You know, I mean, I, I could think. I mean, um, this season they've taken them out of it into a different place, so it's mm. just them and not you know. So they're dealing with new alien environments, and there's no full Federation support. So I okay. think it's you know, it's more it's more um, Voyager style this year, this season. Um, nice. Um, and so I, I sort of like that. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't caught that, so no, that's no, good. Yeah, and again, I mean, it's it's I like it. You know, it's it's female. So also from a Star Trek point of view, it, it's the most racially, um, ethnically, and you know otherwise diverse um, cast and and crew they've ever put together. Um, you know, um, you know, female captains. You know, galore female. You know, it's it centers around a, a, a female character. Um, it also is, um, they have the, the doctor is gay and his husband is one of the engineers. Um, and you know, it's just, it's really, really well done. And from a diversity point of view as well, you know, and yeah, there's some kooky science things, but you, you know, it's, it's usual, you know, yeah. Yeah. Star Trek's kind of always been a little on the yeah. social edge, which is yeah. really nice. Yeah. Um, I, I really appreciate that about the show anyway. No, totally. But, but but to be honest, they've been slow on the LGBT thing. I mean, it's yeah, just, yeah, uh, super uh, slow, super slow. Uh, yeah, and that was a you know, the, um, and so I think that's you know, they were, on the interracial stuff, they were good on you know, you know, on female empowerment, they were a little slow too, to be honest. You know, um, um, yeah, yeah I guess I guess when everything sucks, like anything. Deanna Troy did not need to wear that outfit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Generally, I, I, you know, I'm, I've been on military ships, even though they didn't, you know, that sail, none didn't flew, and your generally skirts were not a good thing to wear. They were just, they'd gotten in the way of you doing your job. You yeah. Know, they were da- and they were dangerous because they got caught in things. You know, yes. Um, and you're, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So I think, but they're, they're finally catching up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, the, you know, Discovery obviously had female captains that are sort of in, in that phase, but yeah, I thought on, on this one brings on the LGBT side, it really does. Um, cool. Yeah. So we are at have, almost out of time. Yeah, we're getting to we're getting to the yeah. end. So this is episode twenty four. Correct, it is. And I and like I was thinking, oh my, it doesn't feel like we've done twenty four of these. Mm-hmm. And 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 the thing that I was thinking about just today was like we've had twenty four bottles of wine together. And and it at has least been, at least. Well, okay, right. At least, all right. We will officially twenty four, but who knows what the, what happened before and after that uh, during. The recording for the uh, for the podcast, but that's a lot. And then we've got episode mm-hmm. twenty five um, coming up um, uh, for the next one. Yep. Um, and so I think I get to host that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's it going to be? Yep. What are we doing for a quarter century? All right. For the for the for the silver anniversary, the twenty five. Um, I had a couple. I had a couple of things I was going to. I'll throw the one that I that I don't want to do just because it was going to be a lot of work, but would have been really fun. I was going to suggest we all do a mull wine. And then I started. Um, why you? Because be, it just because you have to prepare it, you have to heat it up, you have to mix it. And I, I know you guys are busy, and Melissa on the West Coast. I don't want to have to put you through all that effort. We, we could do it again. The holidays are coming up, but I figured as the weather was turning and things were starting to get cold, mulled wine. But I thought that was going to be a little bit too much, just because of what would be required to to prepare it. So I didn't want to burden anybody with that. But if you guys are down with that, we'll have that conversation offline. And if we decide to go that way, then that'll that'll be one of the upcoming ones. Okay, okay, okay. What are All we right. actually doing? Uh, what are we actually going to do? We are going to do, um, 
we're going to do rice wine, sake. Okay. And the reason and the reason why is because I want the listening audience to get schooled in rice wine and sake because I went out with Colin. We've been out with many times mm. with Colin to uh, and and you know to to really nice Asian restaurants and have you know amazing sushi, have amazing just great stuff. And I would always love going with Colin because Colin knows how to order rice wine or sake. And he knows the differences between the filtered and the non-filtered, whether it should be the hot one, whether it should be the cold one, and the history and all of that. And I thought it would be great. Now, first off, I like rice wine anyway. I'll, I'll do a sake bomb with anybody. That doesn't bother me. But I thought it would be great for the audience to get really schooled because I learned a lot um, from drinking sake with Colin about you know how it's made and what the differences are and, you know, how to order it. So I thought that would be good for the audience. So I thought we would take one for the team and we would put some mad education out there on how to uh, pick a, a, a rice wine. Pick a sake? Perfect. Yeah. Oh, and actually, you, you, you have, Scott, you haven't had sake with me since I was in Japan last. Um, I don't think so. Last time I had sake with you was in San Francisco and yeah. it was probably coming was up to it was, maybe two years ago now. Yeah, yeah, because it was the EMC Forum in February. No, it wasn't. Oh, no. It was VMworld. It was VMworld the year that they had it in San Francisco. Oh, right. So I went, I went right after that. I went, I went to Japan right after that, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I went, so, I went to Japan right after that. Um, right, and, right, right. And someone on the, the the Hitachi team over there found out that I like sake and Japanese food. Ooh. And and there's one, one, of our, one of our com people is like the sake master. And I will send you the picture of the the, the, the number of glasses that we had, because um, each glass was different for every sake we ordered, <laughs> um, and so they just littered the table. But um, there were some sakes you can't get here, and so I, I learned even more there. And I have to try and remember some because it was a long night, but with, with a lot of sake. But it was a yeah, it was an interesting. Night. We're we spoiling the lead into the next one because I also I have I have a bunch of great sake stories. Yeah. No, no. I don't want to. Well, there's some stories okay. about that night. But yeah, All right, we, we don't want to talk about it now, but we have okay. we have between the three of us um, some amazing sake. So that's that's the um, the the wine of choice, and it is a wine. Awesome. And then the technology. Mm. Okay, well then you can explain to us why that's not a wine. But we, I will do that next week. I'll do that. Okay, okay, okay. We'll, we'll do that. that. Yeah, we'll do that. Next week. There's yeah. no grape, so obviously it's made for it's fermented no. from rice. But okay, we'll talk about that. And then I thought for the technology topic, and we kind of got a little bit into it today. At least I tried to go in that direction. Was uh, a discussion around overrated technology, right? Oh. Things that you know you've tried in the past, or things that people rave about, where you just kind of shake your head and say. Now, I, I don't understand. Like Google Glasses is a good example of that. This overrated technology where this is going to change the user experience in terms of how you're no longer going to have to touch a device. You're just going to be able to do telekinetic sort of commands over these glasses and everything was going to magically work and it didn't quite go that way. So I thought that would be the, uh, the technology topic for the 25 uh, episode anniversary of TechBot. What do you guys think awesome. of that? Seems fun. I support that. Yep, perfect. Okay, good. And a winner. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We very much appreciate it. And if you stayed with us for all 20, 24 of our episodes, we totally appreciate that. But even if you're just new this week, thank you, thank you, thank you. And please come back. You know, um, you know, someone once described me. Um, actually, I've been to tell you guys this. Um, uh, remember Scott Ryan? Scott? Yes. Hmm. 
So he said, I finally tuned into your podcast. And he's like, you know, it's great. It's just like having a glass of wine with you. It's like, it's the normal <laughs> shit we would talk about. Yeah, <laughs> that's the idea. That's the idea, yeah. So, yeah. If you want to know what it's like to have a glass of wine with us, tune in every week. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, awesome. that's funny because he just popped up on my Strava. So you must have just started following. He must have just either followed you on Strava or you followed him on Strava because he popped up surprisingly as, hey, here's a connection. I was like, I wonder if that's the Scott Ryan that I'm thinking of, and apparently it was, so interesting. Well, thank you, everybody, and have a good night, and we will see you in a week. Peace out, everybody. Peace out.